When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hook em up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Yes, ma'am, you had better. Let's get them off, get them going. It's Thursday. Grab an umbrella. Grab some patience if you're headed out on the highways and byways. The rain is coming down. The wind is blowing. The uh, visibility low. It's going to break for a treacherous trip in if you're uh, headed up and out. If you're just uh, sitting back and enjoying the rain coming down, that's fine, too. Just lock it in, and we are ready to roll five hours in our Morning, morningly conversation begins right now here on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rod B. Lot to do, obviously. T minus two days to Texas, Oklahoma. Plenty of college football chats to have and get ready for uh, the biggest game of the year in the Big 12. One of the biggest games of the year in college football. Now, two days out. Also, the NFL kicks off tonight. Week number five will. Certainly uh, have a, a glance at the game in Washington tonight. Focused most of our attention on the big one in San Francisco on Sunday night with the Cowboys and Niners, Texans and Falcons. Uh, a lot of conversations there. Baseball, we are on to the divisional round as well as uh, two-game sweeps in all four of the wild card rounds in uh, Houston and, and Texas now know what they're doing this weekend, where they'll be. We will preview those series as well on what's going to be a busy five-hour sports conversation here on Hook'em Up. Appreciate you being there with your umbrella and with the rain coming down here through central Texas. Please be careful on the highways and byways if you're getting up and getting out this morning, but we do appreciate you finding us on the on 1019, maybe AM 1260. Could be on the Horn app. Just uh, download that to your smartphone, lock it in, touch of a button. You've got us whenever and wherever you are. Also on our website, hornfm.com. You can watch the show on the Twitch channel and always can watch as well on our YouTube channel at the Horn Austin on YouTube. All ways to find the uh, the show and we appreciate you being there. Look who it is across the glass. He got himself or across the desk, got himself in here through the uh, uh, puddling streets and rain coming down and all the treachery. He is uh, our shutdown corner. Five mornings a day, five days a week here on Hook'em Up uh, from the uh, 713 and DB High, also 512 and DBU, uh, four stops in the NFL. Now the proud papa of Monroe Grace and uh, the football theorist, Blackstradamus himself, played in the Texas OU game four times. He'll bring that insight this morning. He's our man, Rod Babers. What's up, Rod? I'm doing great, brother. I appreciate the intro as always. And uh, wow. Careful out there. Man, that was crazy. I did not expect it. I did not expect to have to survive in advance on the roads today. Uh, that's what it felt like. And so, yeah, please be careful. It does not matter what time you get to wherever you're going. Please. Yeah. I already saw people on the side of the road uh, facing, you know, weird ways because they had hydroplaned yes. uh, off to the side. Already happened to a few folks. So just drive slow. Just drive well, slow. It's take pulling your time. Away. The water's pulling. Yeah, uh, so just so take that's, your time, uh, man. It's already hydroplane, you know, yeah, territory. So don't yeah, don't yeah. even risk it. It's not yeah, worth it. Yeah, puddling water, your not tires get on top of that. And, oh uh, man, it around go all types you go. Of wrong. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just it's not. I I did it a couple of times coming in, and I was going like forty, forty five on the field. I can hit. I can feel myself every now and then, just kind of. 
Yeah. You know, hydroplane on that water, so just take your time, people. Yeah, where it's I come okay. in from South Austin and Onion Creek, man, all that construction on 35, oh, so they got man. all the barriers up. So yeah. it really pools in those spots. So, Ooh. yeah, be careful. Plus, the wind's up, wind's blowing. Wind's so it's blowing, uh, and it's take, coming down. Yeah, it's raining hard, it's, wind's blowing, so it blows it into your windshield and visibility low. I'm so tired of the extremes in weather. Can we just get some moderate weather? It's either really hot, really cold, it's raining, you know, cats and dogs. It's never just moderate. Can we get some moderate weather? We don't get moderate weather anymore. I guess that's what doesn't, climate change is all about. I guess. I don't know. Man. Doesn't, doesn't, uh, I just want some just reasonable rain. That's okay. Do we have to get it like this when we get it? I guess I'm not thankful for it, but this is the kind of rain that people have wrecks in. It's like life-threatening rain. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, and we you saw some, some people uh, spun around and whatnot, so oh, yes, man. and it's not uh, forecast and in, in, in the, the radar, if you look at it, would tell you that it's going to be throughout the drive time. Yes. Throughout the morning. It's flooding in Dallas already because I believe it's where, it's where it came from, right? This, well, uh, it's actually coming yeah. across from coming west across. to east. Yeah, because it's flooding uh, up there. They're but yes, it bad. is a very large cell of, uh, of of thunderstorms, and it stretches from, uh, <laughs> you know, up, up. well, not uh, probably north, south of Dallas is where it is, but it came mm-hmm. through Dallas overnight, and now it's moving from west to east, uh, a little south, probably Waxahachie is where it wraps up, and but it's all the way down through San Antonio on the I-35 Speaking. corridor. So be careful this morning. Take your time. Uh, also, shout out to those who, who choose to surf, uh, especially this morning. You're up early. Take your time out there and be be careful. But uh, every morning we do it because uh, they deserve it. It is an honor, but also a burden. Uh, our society is built on the selflessness of service. So all those who choose to serve in any capacity, God, country, and community, we appreciate you and salute you this morning. First responders, police officers, nurses, teachers, uh, who, you know, whoever you are in any capacity, we really thank appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I actually heard, uh, unfortunately, some first responders the there's a where we are located in west austin on 360 there's a fire fire station uh, oh, right yeah. up the road and i heard heard some uh, first responders headed out this morning oh, hopefully yeah. not to something uh, too bad too critical but uh, that's the that's the roadways this morning as we get you going but by the way this uh this rain will dissipate into the afternoon it's going to cool things down looks uh, lovely into your thursday afternoon evening into friday morning and friday which will be the first day of the acl festival oh yeah out at uh, zilker park and of course should be uh, in the 70s, cool weather-wise, speaking That's of... That's uh, good thing about this rain. Calm weather. Yeah, this is going to bring the cool temps yeah, and all the things man. that we've been looking forward to. It's on its way. Just have to deal with the morning of uh, a morning mess, most likely. And Don Miller will be along with the uh, traffics, help you navigate what you got to deal with this morning. Let's get to the headlines. Trending topics to start your Thursday morning. Make sure you're fully in the know. Our man, Cole Dixon, with the, uh, the controls. Hey. Let's go. One Source Gas brings you the news. We start with Texas football, of course. Now T-minus two days for the annual Red River Showdown at the Cotton Bowl, or the State Fair Street Fight, as Rod likes to call it. Both third-ranked Texas, 12th-ranked Oklahoma. Off to impressive 5-0 and starts. Longhorns clearly have navigated the tougher schedule to this point. Despite their easy schedule, some of the numbers put up by Oklahoma's defense have earned notice. Most notably, the Sooners allowing just over 10 points per game so far. That's the fewest an OU team has allowed through five games since Barry Switzer was still their head coach in the late 80s. Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian knows his Horns will face a much tougher group on that side of the ball than they faced last October. I think they're just playing well together. You know, a lot of guys on the, on the same accord. Uh, the front tied together with the backers, tied together with the secondary. The multiplicity of what they do is very challenging. They've got a lot of defense. They got a lot of coverages. They got a lot of pressure packages. So, um, you know, it's it's definitely challenging on that front, especially when when they're all on the same accord um, and and working well together. So, um, like I said, we, we've got a, we've got our work cut out for us offensively this week in preparation for the ball game. Horns and Sooners from the Cotton Bowl, 11 a.m. Saturday. The Horn, of course, will be live at Terry Black's Barbecue in downtown Dallas on Friday afternoon. 
3 to 7. Following our 9 a.m. pregame on Saturday morning, we'll be hosting the watch party of all watch parties out at the field house at the crossover in Cedar Park. So come on out. Be out there throughout the game. Of course, right after Texas and Oklahoma wraps up, the Aggies will place Oklahoma place uh, Alabama. Two big games in the uh, great state on Saturday. And soccer, finally something to cheer about at Q2 Stadium last night. Austin FC ended that 10-match winless streak with a 3-0 win over D.C. United. Will Bruin and Sebastian Driussi scored 10 minutes apart in the first half. Matt Hedges headed home a corner kick in the 64th minute. Verde gained three points for the first time since mid-July. They still remain outside of a Western Conference playoff spot with two regular season games to go. Austin will host LAFC Saturday night in their final home game of the season. In the regular season, see if they can find their way into the playoffs. Still two to play. Major League Baseball after two days, the wild card round over. All four of the best of three series wrapped up yesterday and last night with two game sweeps, including the Texas Rangers. They finished their business in Tampa yesterday, 7-1. to Adolis Garcia and Evan Carter belted home runs to back Nathan Eovaldi, who was outstanding on the mound. It's the Rangers' first postseason series win since 2011. They're now on to Baltimore. They'll begin a best-of-five divisional series against the AL East champion Orioles on Saturday. Minnesota Twins headed to Houston. They'll open an AL divisional series on Saturday as well. They finished off the Toronto Blue Jays yesterday 2-zip. In the National League, wins for the Phillies and Diamondbacks have set up the Final Four uh, over there as well. After their 5-2 win in Milwaukee last night, Arizona will head to L.A. to face the Dodgers. Phillies knocked off the Marlins 7-1. Phils now move on to Atlanta for that rematch showdown series with the Braves. Of course, the Phillies upset the Braves in that divisional round last year on their way to the World Series. In the NFL, Week 5 kicks off tonight in our nation's capital. 2-2 two two Commanders hosting the winless Chicago Bears on Thursday Night Football. Horns Texas OU coverage brought to you by One Source Gas, your Texas compressed gas leader. If your business has compressed gas needs and you're looking for a new CO2 or compressed gas provider, call One Source Gas at 512-214-8484 or go to onesourcegasatx.com. Texas OU, this weekend, are you growing more confident as you get closer or are you growing more insecure as you get closer? Uh, about the same. Feel pretty confident in Texas. I don't think it's yeah. going to be a forty-nine to nothing. You know, shellacking, shellacking, as we yeah. saw last year, where the hapless Oklahoma Sooners were, were yeah, terrible yeah. in every capacity. And as Longhorn fans would tell you, it should have been fifty-two to nothing. They had yeah, made a field goal. Field goal. Well, field goal. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a much more competitive game, much closer game. I think Dylan Gabriel gives Oklahoma a really good chance to move the ball and score some points. And uh, I think obviously Texas is is the better team. Texas has the better roster, the, the more battle-tested side. They've played in a huge game already this year. So I like Texas uh, by 10. I'm feeling Texas by 10. Close game, kind of mm. like we've seen, the, the same script we've seen for the Longhorns in all their games uh, outside of Baylor, uh, where it's close in the third quarter. You're a little bit antsy. You're on the edge of your seed. But uh, Longhorns pull away too much depth, too much talent, and uh, this has become a second-half team, which I think bodes well for Texas. They're a second-half team, Rod, that plays really good defense and also hasn't turned the football over. All those things are recipes for wins uh, in a game like this, in my mind, yeah, um, crazy things happen in the Texas OU game. Sure. To me, if it's if OU's gonna pull off the upset, it'll be something you know unexpected, uh, out of character somehow for Texas. Turnovers could be something like that, out of character. Trick plays, penalties could be out of character. Special teams, um, yeah, I've already predicted you're gonna see exotics, which are basically you know their version, whatever's version of trick plays. You're gonna see those early on from Oklahoma. Oklahoma knows early on. They got to figure out a way to uh, basically withstand the, the 
the twenty one the twenty play script from Sark early on, which is going to be magnificent. It always is in big games. So he's going to open up uh, showcasing all the talent for Texas. He wants them to have to defend all those weapons. So after that script, and I think that's what Oklahoma's got to focus on. They got to match Sark's energy and match Texas' energy to start. And I think to do that, you'll see them probably throw some deep balls early on on Texas. You'll probably see them the trick plays early on offensively, even on special teams, as he mentioned. Uh, you'll see that early on, too, I think, from uh, Oklahoma. I just think they're going to throw almost everything they got at Texas early on to see if they can either jump on Texas and get a lead and get Texas to start slow or just match the energy from Texas so that they can make sure they, it doesn't become a boat race. Uh, like it did last season, where it just gets way out of hand. And I'm not saying it won't do that because they have a quarterback and have an offense, but because Texas has the more talented roster, by far and away, it's actually more lopsided than it has been in a long time. It still could end up, because Sark likes to you know, have a, a nice script dialed up for this game, it still could get you know, uh, comfortable early for Texas where they have a comfortable lead. If that is the case, and we know they're a second-half team, that would be bad news for Oklahoma. No question. If Texas no question. was able to get like a double-digit lead early on in the first half, like, oh, that's not good. Not good for Oklahoma. Well, again, the, the fact that they really haven't played a, a top 50 ranked team in the country this far, thus far, you know, they, they've they've put up some big numbers, but against two. They were, remember, they were 3-0 in the non-con a year ago and uh, then lost to TCU, lost to Texas once they started pl- facing stiffer competition. We think they're a lot better. Uh, they think they're a lot better. They we know better. we know Texas is better, right? Yeah. We know Texas is better. Well, I mean, better versus who, right? I mean, they're better they are versus... Better, uh, they are you know, better. It, sure, but but how much better becomes the question, right? We won't know that until they've played somebody that's really going to test them, challenge mm-hmm. their their weaknesses. And this is um, it. The, this and this is, is it. it, right? And Texas... I mean, Oklahoma, even though the, despite the, the relatively easy schedule, uh, they don't have a 200-yard rusher in their backfield. I mean, the Longhorns have a guy who's going to his, – his first carry of the game, if he gets three yards, Jonathan Brooks will be over 600 yards. I mean, they don't – their leading rusher has – fewer than, what, four yards Yeah, their leading rusher has 199 yards yeah. through five games, Marcus Major. That's not a strength. So, so they're quarterback reliant, right? Dylan Gabriel has to be the guy. Uh, and, you know, he's a good player. He's far and away the best quarterback long, the Longhorns have faced, without a, without a doubt. And how about this number, Rod? Of his 118 completions, 61% of those have come between the hash marks. He loves the middle of the field. He likes to put mm-hmm. it down the middle of the field. What does that tell you? Well, he's attacking those safeties. Safeties have to mm-hmm. be on point. And uh, that's one thing that I think all Longhorn fans will be watching early and often in this game is what is the rotation at safety? Does that tighten up? Is it more of uh, the, the guys you trust the most in coverage? Because I think you have to feel, that based on the fact that, that they don't have a 200-yard rusher yet, uh, and they don't really have a bell cow running back, and the running game has just been okay for them, actually below average, even against the competition they faced. Can your front seven handle the run game so you can play more coverage behind it, right? Isn't that kind of got to be your the show? that sh- PK's got to make Oklahoma prove they can run the football against this, this defensive line, Jalen Ford, these linebackers, before you need to worry about bringing extra people out of the, out of the uh, secondary to, to, to stop that. And that's where Dylan Gabriel likes to attack, right? Between the hashes, 61% uh, in the middle of the field. So that's Jalen Ford in coverage. Uh, that's those safeties in coverage. Those are crossing routes. You, we, we, you know, there's enough... Evidence to show you where Dylan Gabriel likes to go with the football. 
Longhorns need to be there and, and, and let that front seven handle handle the run game. Well, Oklahoma forces you to play with a light box, so most of the time you'll be playing probably with six guys in the box because they play with such wide splits to veer and mm-hmm. shoot, old-school Art Browse offense. So they're going to play really wide splits with their wide receivers, force Texas DBs to abandon the box, force the safeties to abandon the box. And almost uh, they want their safe, they want safeties to almost be in no man's land sure. with the really wide splits of the wide receivers. So are you going to position yourself uh, to defend the wide receivers with their really wide splits, or you want to position yourself to be close to the box to stop the run? Um, if I'm Texas, I'll probably take the you know, they'll take the take the uh, the pass game as my priority, and I'll probably defend that first, just because Texas has been a little bit vulnerable to the deep shots. And Dylan Gabriel is really good in the deep shots. He's completing nearly sixty percent of his passes, twenty yards or more down the field. And as we talked about, and you just brought up the stat about the sixty-one percent of those completions are in between the hashes. He wants to attack those safeties. That's where he's really accurate. And Texas is vulnerable there. I think Derek Williams is probably. Honestly, your best coverage safety. I think Jalen Catalan um, and Jaron Thompson are probably you know right after that. But I like Catalan in this game because Catalan is a guy who can play from depth, but also diagnose the run game precisely and take the alley. Um, I call him the alley cat. My man uh, Justin Wells. We were doing the uh, show uh, on uh, on Texas football last night. Uh, we came up with Alley Catalan. All right, and he needs to be big in this game, right? And be that alley cat. He can diagnose angles really quickly to the football. So he's a guy that can contribute. All right, as a too high defender at safety, but then when they decide to run the football, he also because his instincts are so great and he diagnoses plays so well and his angles are so precise to the football. We've already seen him be a force in the running game and do that from deep, from yep. twelve yards deep. That's what you need in this game, pretty much from Texas, because those safeties are going to be forced to play a little bit back. If I'm if I'm PK, I start with the too high shell look and take away those deep balls and force them to beat me with underneath throws and force them to beat me with the run game because I think Texas light box is probably better than most teams in the country because you got Tavondre Sweat, you got Byron Murphy, you got Jalen Ford. you got really good players in that lighter box you're going to have to play with. Agreed. All right, so uh, we'll have more Texas OU, the burn orange curtain, bottom of the hour. Also, uh, props to those Texas Rangers. Handled their business. They uh, take down Tampa yesterday 7-1. to Rangers went in there very confidently. That was uh, impressive to see. We talked about the small crowds in Tampa, so you weren't dealing with much of a home field advantage. But in the end, I thought that was pretty darn impressive for the Rangers. They go in and face a 99-win Tampa team. Uh, on their own field, and they really dominated the uh, the two games yesterday. How about Adolis Garcia? El Bombe has been great all year for the Rangers. But how about this kid, Evan Carter, 20 years old, just up from Round Rock at the end of the year in the month of September, and he story. hits a big home run, opposite field shot. Evan Carter, what a, what a jolt he's given to that lineup. And uh, we know the Rangers are, are dealing with injuries on their pitching staff. But, man, Nathan Evaldi and Jordan Montgomery were outstanding in two starts. Now they're on to Baltimore to face the 100-win Baltimore Orioles. And uh, did you see the uh, the development late in that game or during that game? Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer was Uh-oh. in the bullpen warming up. Now, uh, remember when Max Scherzer got hurt, uh, and, you know, his arm had suffered his his arm injury in September. The, the 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 diagnosis was you know three to four weeks, maybe longer. Probably won't pitch again in the regular season. Well, now the postseason is here. And I think he was just getting his normal work in because I think they're trying to work him back. And remember, you don't, you can't send him on a minor league rehab stint because there are no minor leagues anymore. So you're going to do that stuff, you know, where you can. So Max Scherzer was out there getting some throws in, and that's one of those. I don't think you'd see him in this Baltimore series, but uh, if they could get through Baltimore, I think we would, we would all love to see Rod. Mm. We've been talking about it all year. 
Could we get an Astros-Rangers ALCS? I mean, could we get a best-of-seven Astros-Rangers-Lone Star Series? It's now in play, uh, and obviously the Rangers have a tough task with Baltimore, but I would say the, the, the Orioles are a young team. This is their first they're going to have a huge they'll have speaking of home crowd they're going to have a huge crowd Baltimore is a passionate fan base they'll have great attendance and uh, you know frothing crowds in Baltimore mm-hmm. but those are best of 5 series uh so you got to get one of those Saturday or Sunday if you're you're Texas Houston will host Minnesota, Minnesota yeah. and we know Houston has been terrible at home this year they've been under 500 at home you talked about it and the uh, the twins will be bringing in a bunch of former Astros including Carlos Correa um so that one will be fun but man what a, what a a great thing would be for baseball in the state of Texas if we had a best of seven. Uh, I mean, I think everybody in baseball, if you love baseball, we're gonna. If you get Astros, Rangers, that'd be wild. And then Dodgers, Braves in the National League, it's about as good as we'd get. Now the Phillies aren't, aren't going to back down to the Braves. They beat them last year, uh, but the Braves, man, they slug over five hundred. This team is an offense like we've never seen before in baseball. They'll have the home field advantage in that. Dodgers, Diamondbacks, AL West rivals. Uh, that'll be fun, but uh, looking forward to these these games this weekend. And hard, hard to believe not one of those series went beyond two games. Two game sweeps in all four, so it's already over, and we're getting ready for the weekend. Uh, honestly, yeah, it, if that's crazy, it would be the greatest year in the history of the 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 Texas the, the Houston Astros Texas Rangers rivalry period. Oh yeah, I mean it's that would be amazing if that came to fruition. Oh, meeting in the playoffs. After having such a competitive sh- uh, stretch, home stretch to the uh, division race, which was historic, I think, I believe, in a lot of ways, because you never had a division race come down to three different teams all in it to be able to win it potentially within the last, what, four games, three, four games of the season? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, and I, yeah, it went to the final day, right? I mean, the, uh, the division crown went to, to Sunday, and if the Rangers had beaten the Mariners on Sunday, they'd have won the division. Instead, the Astros. Beat the Diamondbacks, who are now advancing to the uh, Final Four of the National League. Rangers lost, and so now they had to go beat Tampa, but they handled that business. Now they go to Baltimore. I've saw, I saw where Major League Baseball has announced the Rangers game one at Baltimore, and it's an 11 a.m. kick. So if you're a Rangers fan who loves the Longhorns, you're going to have to split duty because the uh, Texas OU kicks at 11. The Rangers are playing at Camden Yard, at Oriole Park at Camden Yards at 11 a.m. The other three games have not gotten a start time yet from what I have seen. Uh, Phillies, Braves, Astros, Twins, Diamondbacks, Dodgers. They'll all play game ones on Saturday. Uh, the MLB quadruple header right through college football Saturday. So if you're a Ranger fan, be advised you're going to have Texas OU and the Rangers at the same time. So get your two TVs set up. Mm. Figure out your plan. If you're, oh. if you're going to the Cotton Bowl to watch the Longhorns play, you're going to have to have your phone ready to keep up with your Rangers. I believe uh, that that this weekend we call that a sportsgasm. That, that is a great yes. sport, sporting events happening. Oh, well, think about the city of Dallas, right? Think about the city of Dallas. You're going to have the uh, Rangers in the playoffs. You'll have Texas mm. OU, and then everybody will be glued to Sunday night when the Cowboys play the 49ers. That is a... A sportsgasm, as yes, you is. say, Rod. That is thing. that's a that's mm-hmm. that's uh, lock Every, it it. Everybody wants to experience that. And mm-hmm. then there's people listening, going, Get "Oh man, I was, gonna, I was going to go to ACL Fest this weekend. What, how am I going to wow. do that?" Now they do have the uh, the big beer tents with I, TVs. Set I was going to say, yeah, don't they have a way for you to watch? They, they do. Yeah, okay. they do. Great big screens. They do a good job. C three and everybody, but Live you're not, Nation. You're not going there to actually watch any sporting event. But not expend it. But time. you can though that's because a break. that's a break from the action. Well, there's so much music, right? I mean, the music starts at noon and goes all the way to ten o'clock at night, and there's five or six stages. So, you know, you can take a break. You can go over and watch. You can spend three hours in the tent watching. Three text. hours? That's uh, a long time for well, a break. Well, but you're seeing the early stuff, right? They, they, if you're a Ranger fan and a Longhorn fan, you can spend a few hours in that tent and watch Texas OU and the baseball game, and then you're out of there by two o'clock, and you still see 
the best band. I mean, you're going to see plenty of music from 2.30 until 10 o'clock at night on Saturday, I promise you. Uh, now, the tough one might be on Sunday night when you want to watch the Cowboys play the Niners, and that's when the, the, the closer, closer's playing. Yeah. Uh, but either way, yeah, great weekend. Great weekends in Austin, Texas are coming. How about Rod? Back-to-back ACL weekends with great sports, and F1 is in two weeks, oh. uh, the weekend after. So traffic Mageddon is going to happen. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! Okay. Yeah, yeah! Let's not let's not All talk right. about that. Let's not talk right. about traffic Mageddon. It's definitely coming. So just plan up, plan accordingly, people. Don't let it frustrate you too much. Oh boy, here it is. Text on the uh, text line. Thank you at four four seven three seven seven six. Says have been sitting in front of the airport for an oh, hour now. No. First responders everywhere. Reports of a bad crash. Yeah. I'm yeah. People, pl- I'm serious. Like it does not matter what time you get to where you're going. Like take your time. Take it. It's not where I think it lightened up a little bit, but it's supposed to keep coming down torrential downpour for uh, you know. Yeah, I, it's going to rain most of the drive. This sale is huge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's moving across uh, west to east. <laughs> yeah, but, and so, today is the first day Austin has received more than an inch of rain since May thirteenth. Thank you very much. It's the extreme. Uh, come on, man. Can we get some just some moderation in the weather here? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, well, lot, no rain then lots of rain. Uh, but we'll take it. Uh, we need it. Uh, the grass needs it. Yard needs it. And you just need to be careful out there on the highways and byways. And uh, thanks for that first report. We'll have Don Miller with the traffics. Coming up, uh, go behind the burn orange curtain. Rod has done the deep dive analysis on this game. Continues to bring it to you. How the Longhorns attack the Sooners and vice versa. For the end of the hour, we'll hit some what the facts. And uh, we're talking all things Texas OU. Cowboys, Niners, great guest lineup too as well. We'll tell you who's kind of joined us over the course of our five-hour conversation this morning. We come back. It's Hook'em Up on Ian Rod B. Be careful out there. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Message on our text line says, as a kid, I always wanted an Astros Rangers World Series. Go Strokes! Thanks, Bud Selig, for screwing oh. that up. Guess I'll settle for the ALCS. No, oh, I'm, uh, that's nice. I was one at that Oilers Cowboys Super Bowl. I love you, Blue. Cowboys Super Bowl. That'd have been that. We had we we, almost a couple of times. It. Oh, yeah. We almost had it. You almost had it, man, a couple of times. But uh, One time in particular in when the Astros lost to the Chiefs. Uh, Astros lost to Joe Montana oh, and that's the right. Kansas City Chiefs in the early 90s. Marcus was, Allen on that team? I uh, believe so. That was Marcus Allen, too. I believe so. Wasn't the there cash? a cash? Kerry cash? cash. Yeah. Kerry Cash caught a big touchdown oh, pass in that game. Man. Of course. That we... was the year Love You Blue and the uh, run-and-shoot Oilers with Buddy Ryan coaching the defense. Oh, Should have met yeah. Jimmy Johnson and those dominant uh, Dallas Cowboys teams. And, that was I don't a know. really good team, too. That was a really good team. Damn, that team was good. Man, well, they had, that, was a top, that was a top five defense easily. I think, I think they had a top five defense and a top – Cowboys? No, the, the the Oilers. And remember, that was the year Buddy Ryan punched Kevin Gilbride yeah. on the sidelines. I mean, that was, that was yeah, and they started one and three, but then won twelve straight games because it was after the year the epic collapse in the playoffs versus the Bills when you that gave was up the year the year previous. Yep, yeah. That's why they hired Buddy Ryan because yep, Jim exactly. Eddie got fired. Oh man! Well, I know this because you were a fan. I was a fan, but I I was older than you. Uh, yeah, I, I still you lived am. it. And lived it. Well, I was at St. Ed's at the time, and all all my friends were Cowboys fans. Cowboys were already at training camp at the at uh, St. Ed's. All of my friends were Cowboys fans. I was the lone Oiler fan talking smack about we're going to get you guys in the Super Bowl, and it didn't happen. We choked. We choked. <sighs> we choked. Choked against the Chiefs and Joe Montana. But either way, the Cowboys went on to win the Super Bowl that year, and we may we may get a, a Rangers Astros ALCS. It's possible they're they're in the Final Four of the American League, Final Eight of baseball. That'd be cool. And they'll start start divisional series this weekend. Twins at Astros, Rangers at Baltimore. Somebody said, who won the silver boot this year? It was the Astros. Astros won the season series. Fairly handily, actually. I think it was like 8-3. to three. 
Nine you to three. They, they, they set records against the Rangers. Yeah, scored a ton of runs. Scored a ton of runs. I was like, yeah, they, they put it on the Rangers this year. I will mention for my baseball fans, friend, listeners, I, I did watch last night on Tuesday night, PBS had a front, one of my favorite shows is Frontline on PBS. They did a good job. They did a, a documentary, a Frontline episode on the Astros and the uh, cheating scandal and the organization. And Jeff Luno, the former GM, did a good sit down. Bill Reader, oh, really? Bill Reader of, formerly of Sports Illustrated, did the piece. It was really good. Uh, it was in-depth, and it takes you behind the scenes of the whole thing. And... Uh, uh, there's, if you're an Astros fan, there's some good, bad, and ugly as far as your organization. But at the same time, Bill Reeder was the one. Remember back in, in the uh, when the Astros were terrible, he was the one that had the Sports Illustrated cover that predicted the Astros would win the World Series in 2017. 17, yeah, I remember And they that. did. Well, he was the one that, that did the entire the piece on Frontline. It was good. It's a good episode. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, I recommend it. Get you uh, everything, you know, it gets through all the innuendo and who did what and finger it's pointing. Of facts. Let's get to the a lot facts, of facts, damn it. A lot of facts in it. A lot, lot, you know, it's, it was player-driven, obviously, but either way. But um, Astros have maintained, and it goes behind the scenes of that, too, of how the Astros built the organization. The cheating scandal is not what defines that organization. It, it certainly is. They have to own it. Because it happened without a doubt, and it's uh, it's it's pretty scathing and indicting. But at the same time, it's the, the winning has continued without the cheating, right? And um, yeah, here they are again with a chance to uh, to uh, you know make a move in the postseason. So we'll watch it. But that's on Frontline. If you're looking for it, you can watch it online. PBS.com, PBS.org, or whatever. Nice. Uh, Frontline is the show. Let's go behind the burn orange curtain. It's Texas OU week. We're two days out. It is six thirty-four. And they were all asking themselves the same question: What? Is behind that curtain. And OU still sucks. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt the intro to the Oh, you did that perfectly. To the Burn Orange Curtain. Well, I, do that. And I think every, I think Longhorn fans understand now. You don't even have to say the OU sucks part. You can just say to Longhorn fans what time it is. <laughs> and they know exactly what it is. Like, I gotcha. Boom. You know, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, they, it is a OU sucks week, and we appreciate that. Um, I wanna speak enough, OU sucking. Uh, this take sucks. From a former <laughs> OU player. No, it does. It's a terrible take. Teddy Lehman. Oh. He, he has um, a show he does with uh, Gabe Eichert, who actually does good work. I actually like Gabe Eichert's work. Um, but Teddy Lehman and he do a, a, a simulcast. Um, they call it the Oklahoma Breakdown. And he had some comments about Quinn Ewers. Um, so here's uh, Teddy Lehman, former Oklahoma Sooner. And here's his um, uh, critical comments of one Quinn Ewers. I just, I I feel like almost anyone can do the stuff that he's done. And I try not to be biased whenever I watch it. And I try to, to just look at this thing objectively and, and take what I see. But I think he's average. I think the offense creates a bunch of, really good opportunities for him and he's he's good at those but I don't think he has elite arm talent I don't think he has elite athleticism I think he and it's evident to me where do you get exposed as a quarterback you get exposed in the red zone when you get to the red zone everything becomes tighter everything's more condensed the guys don't look as open and the quarterback has to be way more accurate and way quicker with his reads. All right, there you go. Um, all right, thoughts. Average 
Quinn Ewers, average quarterback? Do we think he's just being a homer here, or is he his kind of being hot, a homer? Yes. Is his, is his hot take analysis here by well, Taylor? Like he Lane. played linebacker at a high level at, at Oklahoma, but yeah. at the same time, Texas fans have seen average quarterbacks over the last ten or twelve years at Texas and below average quarterbacks. This the, Quinn Ewers is above average. He's, and is he is he to his ceiling yet? No. Uh, but does he do things that not a lot of quarterbacks can? I think he does. I think he makes throws that uh, a lot of guys can't make. Uh, his legs are more involved in the offense this year, which we've talked about. Um, you know, that's I think that's an Oklahoma homer trying to talk himself into into something there. But no, I, I see him as one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Twelve. Can he become one of the best quarterbacks in the country? You know, his performance against Alabama would tell you he's pretty damn good. That'll be the test, though, in this game for Brent Venables is to make Quinn Ewers look average. I, that is, and I've been trying to, in my head, go over it over and over again. How does an upset for Oklahoma, an upset win for Oklahoma, look? Because I think there's just so many, there's so many more paths to victory for Texas and Oklahoma. Right? I just think for Oklahoma, the well, paths to victory for them are are few and narrow, and for Texas, I think there are many, and it's a wide path to victory for Texas. And I don't, I don't know, I don't think there are a lot of ways that it could go wrong for Texas, but I do have a few things, and Quinn Ewers is one of them. If Quinn Ewers has a bad game, if Brent Venables shows Quinn Ewers something on that field on Saturday that he has not seen uh, and, and been prepared for on film. We know from Sark even telling us, hey, that's why Quinn started a little bit slow versus Rice in Wyoming because Sark admitted they showed us something on the field that we did not see on film. That's going to be key for Brent Venables. Can he show something on the field to Quinn on Saturday that he has not filmed, that he is not prepared for? When you do that, then you get the Quinn that looks indecisive, the Quinn that looks insecure, that he holds on to the football too long, um, try to tries to get to his progressions and usually fails at it. That's when Quinn can look above average or average. He doesn't look he doesn't start great against Rice in Wyoming. And maybe he's being selective and picking out those situations. But to me, that is going to be the test for Brent Venables because it, when Quinn knows what's coming, when he recognizes and is familiar with the defense's presentation. Oh, he eviscerates it like he did versus Bama. They got five-star athletes, and it looked like Rice <laughs> athletes had a better start to the game versus Quinn than Bama's athletes. That's just because Quinn, a prepared Quinn, is a lot different than one who is not prepared for that situation, whatever it may be, early in the game. That's So that is the test for Venables. Sure. Uh, and at the same time, I think we've seen Quinn Ewers this year, even in those games where he struggled, Rice and Wyoming, and, and as Sark confirmed, we saw things we haven't seen before. This year, Quinn is able to adapt to that and, and understand that as the game goes on. Last year, he was just lost the whole game, right? As a young yep. quarterback, Agreed. making his way, uh, that gives you confidence at Texas. You know, for as a Texas fan, that if they and he probably will show some things they haven't showed yet, that's obvious, and that would be a smart thing for Brett Venables. That uh, Quinn's not going to, sh- you know, shrink to it. He'll he'll adapt. May throw a pick. May have a bad series or two. But you know, here's the thing for me with this game, um, because I didn't hear Teddy, Lay- Teddy Lehman talking about his own quarterback. Um, you know, he's the the Oklahoma team is so quarterback dependent. Quinn Ewers, Texas is not Quinn Ewers dependent. They need Quinn to be good. They don't need Quinn Ewers to be great to win this game. They can run the football with Jonathan Brooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got more weapons than Oklahoma does. I mean, you know, the top three receivers at Texas are better than any receiver Oklahoma has uh, on their team. They have a better running back. They have a better offensive line. Um, if JT Sanders, as we're hearing reports, is, is going to play and he'll be good, um, as good as he can be with an ankle, 
Well, they got they have the far better tight end. Uh, Texas is not quarterback dependent. Oklahoma, if you look at their numbers and their stats, they are completely Dylan Gabriel dependent. He has to play great mm-hmm. for them to have a chance in this game. Uh, in my mind, uh, Quinn he could have a he could have an average B minus kind of game, and they can still win this football game because uh, I think their defense is better. I think their weapons are better. Um, but it's Texas OU. It's a rivalry game. But uh, I like I'd rather be I'd rather be Quinn than, than Dylan Gabriel right now in my mind as far as quarterbacks go into this game. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. And he has experience in this game, and experienced quarterbacks have an overwhelming advantage usually if you're looking at the history of the rivalry. But I'm with you. That's why I said there's so many paths to victory, wide paths to victory for Texas. Um, but they're very few and they're very narrow paths to victory. For Oklahoma, when I'm looking at, it. but one of them is another one that we just talked about. Venables got to make Quinn Ewers look average. He's got to have one of those Hall of Fame worthy game plans, and and maybe he does. I mean, that's that's going to be part of it when it comes to the pressure packages, or whether it comes to maybe he breaks out the dreaded three high three down defense because he's got it in his repertoire. Not something they necessarily major in. I think the other uh, side of that, and you just hit on it, e the flip side is Dylan Gabriel's got to go off. Yes. He's got he's got to go he, he's got to have one of his best games he's ever had as a a college player and he's capable of it. He's a been a 6-year quarterback and he's playing in a system. He's probably more familiar with this system than any quarterback in the country is familiar with more familiar with the system he's in than any quarterback in the country is familiar with the system they're currently in right now cuz he's been in it for so long at UCF and even here uh even there at Oklahoma now. Um, and I think he's great, and he's really he's really good in the short to intermediate. But I think what makes the offense click is the deep ball. Um, like I said, damn near sixty percent completion percentage. Reason that it makes the offense click is because they want to stress you formationally, horizontally. Right, and they do that with those wide splits of the wide receivers and try to force those safeties into no man's land. But then they also do it vertically and force those safeties not only to widen, all right, their alignment, but also now to deepen their alignment when they start hitting you with deep shots. And then you really find your safeties in no man's land, not able to be run defenders and not able to come up and support on the short to quick game. So that's gonna that's why the deep ball. I mean, you take it away. And I do think it severely handicaps that offense. Like, I don't really know if they have much uh, offensively to be able to march the length of the field on Texas if they don't have those chunk yardage shots. All right, more Texas OU talk all morning long, uh, all day long today and tomorrow and into Saturday at 11 a.m. We'll come back when we do. Just the facts. Uh, some facts from around the sports world from last night mm-hmm. and uh, what's happening. Also, next hour, excited to uh, get Rod's rant. And how about a special guest in the 7 o'clock hour, Herm Edwards. The uh, ESPN analyst, former NFL player, NFL coach, Arizona State head coach, Herm Edwards will break down uh, Texas, Oklahoma with us, and San Francisco, Dallas in the National Football League. It's a busy hour. We've got a great guest list this morning. We'll get Oklahoma insiders. We'll get Herm Edwards. Uh, baseball with Bob Nightingale and more to do. Coming back, what the facts here on Hook'em Up. He's got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L-I-V-I-N. E-Rod B. On the horn. Time for What the Facts on a rainy Thursday. Be careful out there. Don Miller with traffics all morning. It's a mess. Got a big mess out by the airport. Uh, Rod saw some hydroplane drivers oh, driving in, going yeah. the wrong direction. I uh, Be careful, guys. I lost. Uh, I was good, but uh, man, it's uh, it's treacherous out there. Um, the rain, I think, has subsided a little bit. Um, I think you and I probably drove in and and um, cold during the worst of it. But it's going to be wet all morning, uh, pooling water, and the winds are up too. So that leads to 
treacherous conditions. That's a fact. Not worth it. Take your time. That's a fact. It is not worth it. Take your time. Or just wait it out. It's going to dissipate as the day goes on, the morning goes on. Hey, Rod, the uh, what the facts? Did you get your um, EAS 118 hey, emergency alert yesterday? I didn't get it. I was actually on a call with my man uh, Bobby Burton and Jerry Hamilton at the time, and they both got it. I didn't get it. It's so weird. You didn't get the EAS um, I swear national I didn't get, alert I was test? waiting on it because they got it at different times. Bobby got it first, and Jerry got it. And I was like, all right, I'll get it here in a second, guys. Never got it. You never got it? Never got it. My wife got it. Never got it. I Told don't know what's going it? on. Told you get the emergency alert? Yeah, I got alert. it. I, I didn't really pay much attention to it, though. I don't know what's going either. on. Did you get phone. the nanoparticles into your body that are going to react with your COVID injection, and now you're going to mm. be a robot? That's yeah, what there was yeah I'm waiting for it. Reddit, Reddit rabbit holer saying it's about that. Crazy. Maybe my phone. Maybe I got it turned off. Can you turn it off? I, I don't, don't think you can. That's that's kind of the whole point of the alert. It's supposed to be a national alert to where the, the president could alert you if there's a national emergency well, happening. Not on Rob B phone in real time. So I Rod didn't, didn't get it. Did you get I it? Swear Let I us know on the text I line. I got it and one because we told Jesse it was coming at one fifteen. East two fifteen Eastern one eight fifteen uh, Central our time and I got a one eighteen. It came at a different time and then it came at different times for different people. Yeah, because different it didn't come at the same time for everybody. So I don't know what the hell's going on. I need a new phone. Maybe I don't. <laughs> I need to keep the one I got so I don't have the conspiracy theory stuff going on. All right. Well, uh, that went off. By the way, no U.S. president has ever used the EAS test. No U.S. president never happened. So well, because there no, we never used it. There's nothing. There's nothing ever that needed a national emergency, right? That, while that technology existed, well, during we uh, halfway national emergency during right? show prep in the five to six hour, the uh, the EAS weather test went off here. Uh, our yeah. radio station, we yeah, got the EAS happens. weather alert about a th- severe thunderstorm. That happens which, a lot. That happens quite a bit. It starts yeah. whistling and. Yeah, uh, that happened. <laughs> Severe thunderstorm moving through uh, Caldwell County, Hayes County, and uh, south. So yeah, be advised of that. And please be careful, guys. It's yeah. crazy out there, man. Rob, what well. do you have for uh, what the facts? Uh, okay, I got a bunch of these. So uh, I'll start with a, a couple of Steelers facts because the Steelers offense, I don't know when they're going to make a change, but they need to make a change right now. So how about this? Because I was looking at the Texans. I rewatched that Texans game uh, against the Steelers, and, man, it was a, it was a butt-whipping. And how about this? This stat came out of that research. Since 2021, the Steelers have lost six games by 22-plus points. All right? That's tied with the Giants for the most in football. From 1998 to 2020, Pittsburgh only lost six such games. How about that? They lost, they lost six games since 2021 by 22-plus points. From 1998 to 2020, they only lost six such games in those 20, what, Two years. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like, no, the Pittsburgh Steelers I, are going through some kind of weird transition, man, and it's basically based on Matt Canada and those terrible offensive plays he's calling. I don't know. Over 40% of the offensive plays run by the Pittsburgh Steelers this season didn't earn a yard. Oh, that's not a good percentage. Dude, that's and crazy. They, that's the highest in the league. <laughs> it's play, crazy. They play Baltimore uh, this week. And the they Ravens. got a good defense. They do. And improving defense, too, by the way. Uh, they just blanked the uh, this, the Cleveland Browns this past weekend. Yeah, I watched that Texans win over Pittsburgh this past week. You know, equally like almost in disbelief at how good the Texans were, but then how bad the Steelers were. It's kind of like watching Miami play Denver the week before when they scored seventy. I was like, "There's something going on in Pittsburgh." It is. Man. Uh, they they aren't plunged. They're missing tackles. I mean, Nico Collins is running free through their secondary. Where's T.J. Watt? Where I mean. What's happening there, man? Yeah, it's weird. That's feel well, you know, Matt Canada, the one that you and everybody in Pittsburgh wants to be fired. Not only was he not fired, Mike Tomlin actually promoted him 
uh, last week. We gave him more responsibility about the offense, which shocked everybody. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what Pittsburgh seems like a, a mess right now, and Houston certainly took advantage of that ahead of their game with Atlanta coming up on Sunday. All right, what the facts, Rod? What, what the, facts? the facts? You want this one? Here Give we go. You ready? Yeah. In uh, uh, last night began fifty straight nights of football. We gave you the that. we gave you the streak yesterday. Fifty mm. nights in a row of football. Uh, every single night, either a college or a pro game, started last night for fifty nights in a row. Last night you were treated to. Give me this one, Rod. You give it to me. Jacksonville State beat Middle Tennessee forty-five to thirty. Okay. New Mexico State beat FIU thirty-four to seventeen. Tonight you get your get a little Sam Houston against uh, Liberty. Okay. Sam Houston Liberty and Western Kentucky La Tech. Uh, Gamblers delights. I guess there's no such thing as bad sex. I guess because these are these are terrible games. What would you rather watch? Western <laughs> Kentucky Louisiana Tech, Sam Houston Liberty, or the uh, Commanders versus the Pits, the Chicago Bears? I won't be watching. I'd rather watch Naked Attraction with <laughs> dongs <laughs> first to start. Dong. The male genitalia <laughs> right, front exactly. and center. There you go. That's how naked. Attraction over all these games. That's how, yeah, that's how interested I am in those matchups. Uh, can I give you one? Yeah, give me a fact. That's how bad the Broncos' defense has been this season. How about this? Opposing quarterbacks' completion percentage against the Broncos, eighty percent. Oh, <laughs> hey, so they said. How about this? The 2015 Lions' defense uh, at seventy-eight percent allowed is the highest opposing completion percentage through four games all time. Uh, and opposing quarterbacks on the Broncos, they just set the new record against the Broncos. They had seventy-nine point eighty percent, seventy-nine point five percent. I rounded up. So to and make the them Steelers look even worse. are gaining a yard or less on forty percent of their snaps. Yeah, no, less than a yard. They less than a yard. They didn't earn a yard at all on forty percent of their snaps, and Matt Canada is still able to say he's the OC with the Steelers. And there's a theory he's got a burner account, and he's been on social media because <laughs> there's only one guy out there on social media that is actually taken up for and having the back of Matt Canada. And now the theory is that it's Matt Canada. And they got or some mom. proof. Or his mom or his <laughs> wife or somebody. But they got proof they think it's Matt Canada associated. That game. So, we'll see. Uh, it's wild. Mm. All right. We will come back. Um, we, good stuff right there, Rod B. 80%? 49. 40%? It's crazy. Hey. Bad. 100%. Every night for the next 49 nights you get football. <laughs> Could be bad football, but you're getting football. Hey, that's still good. You're man. getting football. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad. I ain't complaining. Mm-hmm. Could be worse. Could be July. And we're getting no football. All right, we'll be <laughs> back. Uh, we roll on. That's one hour in the books of five. Uh, coming up, Rod's Rant. We'll reset your headlines, including a, finally a win out at Q2 Stadium for Austin FC. Herm Edwards will join the show, preview the Cowboys and Niners. His thoughts on the Cowboys' chances in San Francisco next hour on Hook'em Up.